0: Welcome to the Food and Beverage Leaders Podcast. I'm Andy Barr, owner of Barr Transportation. We're so glad you joined us today. Now our mission here is very simple at Barr Transportation. It's to provide you with the most reliable and honest national transportation for your goods, paired with proactive communication throughout the entire life of the load. Now this podcast is designed exactly for you. It's for sales managers, produce managers, logistics managers, traffic managers, the entire C-suite, anyone else who really wants to perform at the top of their game in this global food and beverage industry. So whether you're big or small, West Coast or East Coast, this podcast is meant for you. Now make sure to stick around at the end of each show and we'll reveal how you can apply to be on the show yourself so you can grow your authority, build partnerships, and help your business boom. Interviews are about 15 to 20 minutes long and I'll leave you with my favorite quote, preparation plus opportunity equals success. That's it. I'll see you on the inside. Enjoy this episode. All right. So welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Food and Beverage Leaders podcast. Today, we have Daryl Gormley from Aquamar.
1: Daryl, welcome. Hey, thank you, Andy. Glad to be here.
0: You know, you've got a wealth of experience in the food sector, so you really are a veteran. So, coming to the Food and Beverage Leaders podcast could not be more fitting. So, really, thank you for being on today.
1: Hey, uh, Andy, I really appreciate the opportunity. I think uh, the work you're doing is interesting and helping the industry, and I'm glad to be part of it.
0: Outstanding. So, you know, Daryl is the CEO of Aquamar, and he has some time with uh, various other food groups for, let's see, how long have you been in the food business, Daryl?
1: Wow, like thirty-five years now, Andy. It it goes quickly. It's amazing uh, to say that number out loud. But uh, but it's been uh, it's been a blast. Outstanding.
0: So Aquamar, like, you know, how how did you start working with Aquamar and 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 the the seafood processing business?
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for asking that. You know, it was. Um, It was an interesting uh, point in my career because I was uh, working on uh, what I wanted to do next. And I was looking at opportunities that were available in food manufacturing. And here was an industry in Surimi. And so, you know, really my first option in was to look at the Surimi market and the Surimi business and say, is that an attractive industry? And uh, I love the uh, chance to work in Surimi. Here you've got a centuries old product. You know, that that uh, that was uh, born out of uh, Japan and uh, is an an Asian heritage product. Uh, And, you know, so if you're of Asian descent in the U.S., likely that you grew up with uh, Surimi. Uh, Also true if you're uh, Latino heritage, you know, probably a pantry item for you. Um, And Mm -hmm. so a really great category in terms of a wonderful and rich heritage Uh, But also when you think about uh, the contemporary market, even even beyond the the heritage, Surimi is a really interesting product line because uh, it's a good source of protein. It comes from a sustainable fishery. uh, It's healthy and uh, flexible in terms of how you use it. And it's also affordable. And so when you think about the consumer interest today in protein, I think Surimi is really well positioned uh, to compete effectively. Uh, so uh, really attractive category for me. And uh, and so then, you know, when I was looking at the opportunity with Sereni, I'm looking at Aquamar, and I, I really liked how Aquamar was positioned in the marketplace because we're, you know, we're sitting in a marketplace that uh, that has a dearth of innovation, really. Uh, you know, I remember when Sereni was introduced into uh, North America in the 80s, uh, late 70s, 80s, and it was brought in as imitation crab. And, and if and Andy, if you and I could go back in time and, and pull a package off the shelf from like 1981, sure, and lay it next to a package today, chances are the product looks almost exactly the same and is almost exactly the same. And so, you know, when you think about you know all of the innovation that's happened, like in the transportation world, for example, you know if you think about just in, in your world in the last five years, how much innovation there's been, and you look at Cerimi and really very little innovation in the last 40 years. I and mean, then you think about, well, how could that be? And, you know, if you look at, at how Sereni's positioned in the market, you've got all of these really large companies who are in the fishing and fillet business. And so, you know, they are running fleets of fishing vessels and they're doing really hard work to catch fish in order to get the fillet. And the Sereni comes along with that. And it's a byproduct stream for them.
0: I was going to ask. Yeah. Zero, so for yeah, our go. listeners that that are, you know, food and beverage leaders, but maybe not, you know, very familiar with actual seafood, you know, is if you could just take a minute and ex- describe what is surimi? Is it imitation crab? Is it what, what exactly is it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that, Andy. So surimi has been around for hundreds of years and it was uh, it's a it's a seafood product. So it's uh, made from uh, whitefish. And, uh, and it is uh, a, a fish. Uh, it starts as a fish paste uh, and that is made into a whole variety of different products. So you can make it into a flay type product. You can make it into uh, like a, in the Asian culture, you'll see fish balls, uh, which are you know, products that are consumed on a, on a daily basis. Uh, and uh, for the U.S. and North America in particular, surimi was uh, brought to the country as imitation crab meat. And so you'll see crab flakes and crab leg uh, and it's a crab flavored white fish product that's made out of, uh, you know, the, uh, the parts of the fish that don't make it into the fillet.
0: Excellent. Th- thank you for clarifying. Cause I, I've, you know, I think a lot of it that helps we're sushi eaters and there's a lot of imitation crab and sushi totally. uh, and, and, uh, you know, going based off of our industry overview, you know, Salmon, it, you know the demand for that is, you know, I don't know the stats, but it's basically supposed to double basically in the next ten years or something yeah. in the U.S. Is that the yeah. same with
1: with Surimi? Ceremi? No, surimi is growing. It's growing, uh, but uh-huh. it's growing at a lesser rate. So uh, we've been growing uh, at a at a good clip at Aquamar. We grew at sixteen percent in the back half of the year, twenty six percent in the first half of this year. So nice. strong growth. Uh, but it's really driven by taking market share, and if you look at the industry, the industry is growing at a much more modest rate, like maybe two to four uh, percent. But I think it has that same potential because, again, you've got a, a you know you've got a really flexible, uh, good source of protein from a sustainable fishery that is readily affordable, like more affordable than a lot of other proteins that are out there.
0: Very good, very good. And when you look at the industry as a whole. What's what's going on? Are, are there mergers and acquisition? Are there uh, new companies entering the the seafood space and the surimi space? Are they are they leaving? Is it kind of steady? What's
1: yeah. what's what's the yeah. picture like? Great question. So um, so there's been a lot of consolidation over the last uh, few years in in the industry, uh, and uh, there's a lot of activity right now in seafood. So you've got new entrants. Uh, in seafood coming from other parts of the world to the U.S. because the U.S. is an attractive seafood market and growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so we see uh, that happening, which uh, we think is going to be good for the market because uh, it'll bring additional products and additional competition to the market. Um, I I personally uh, really like it because there's a lot of room for innovation. You know, we started talking about the fact that there hasn't been so much innovation in the industry, but I think a lot of that for surimi is it's been viewed as a byproduct stream. And so if I look at my competitors, you know, outside of Aquamar, those guys get up every day and they're thinking about fishing vessels and quotas and, uh, you know, managing uh, the filet business, uh, huge business, really important business. And, you know, if I talk to them on the phone, they talk about all those things. And if I could stay on the phone long enough with them, they eventually will get to Sirimi. And uh, for us at Aquamar, that's all we do. So we get up every day thinking about Sirimi, We go to bed every night thinking about Sirimi. And as a result, uh, we invest in the category in a different way. And so, you know, we think there's an opportunity to bring innovation to the marketplace uh, and a, a marketplace that really hasn't had innovation uh, in the last 40 years.
0: Very good. Very good. So, you know, with specializing in Surimi, what what type of uh, innovation or uh, new products or new, you know, new uh, new things that you've thought about developing or bringing onto the market soon, especially with COVID, you know, basically, maybe is the, is the demand more or less right now? How did you weather COVID?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so COVID challenging for everybody. Um, and uh, we were um, operating through COVID, you know, as an essential provider, uh, we, uh, we worked uh, through, uh, through COVID and a challenging time for everybody. Everybody's got their own COVID story, but for us, it was an opportunity uh, to, uh, to, to, to grow share by bringing value uh, both to the food service segment and to the retail segment. And, and we look to continue to do that. You know, if, if you and I went out right now, Andy, we, and we talked to some people on the street and we said, Hey, you know, let's talk about seafood, you yeah. know, and how you see food. If we talk to them uh, eventually at some point in the conversation, people invariably say, you know, I should probably eat more seafood. And uh, and so we hear that all the time. I hear it personally and and we hear it from a business perspective. People say, you know, I should eat more seafood. And then when you ask them why they don't, you hear things like, well, I don't know how to prepare it. I really don't know how to make it at home. And, you know, when I make it, it it makes my my apartment or my house smell bad. Uh, And, you know, my family's not really excited about the opportunity to eat something that might have bones in it. And, you know, I live in an apartment myself in New York and, and it's, and it's my neighbors, God bless them. I eat a lot of seafood. And, um, and they've said things to me in the hallway. They're like, you know, yeah, you had seafood last night. And (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Because, you know, my my apartment will smell like seafood and, you know, so will the hallway and, uh, and my poor neighbors. But, but it's um, it's an interesting validation of some of the issues that people have with eating seafood. So they want to eat more seafood, but they don't uh, because they really don't know how to prepare it, or there's there's challenges with preparation. And you know, as we think about innovation and and what we can do with the market now, like right now in, in 2021 and going forward, we've got the opportunity to to help people overcome those challenges by preparing it for them. You know, yeah, we, yeah. You know, yeah, we make serenity, but we're, we're cooking fish. So, you know, I can, I can help people with that. We'll, we'll cook it for you.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, Blue Apron, they, they come out with the curated meals. Do you guys, sure. have, you, have you thought about some sort of like, or maybe you already have the, you know, a, a product that can be delivered and that's, you know, all ready to go. And all you gotta do is follow the, the five steps.
1: Oh yeah. And uh, you know, honestly, Andy, I think we can make it even easier than that. I'd love the guys at Blue Apron. I respect what they're doing. Um, and I think we can provide product that's already cooked. And so you don't have to even do the final preparation. You just have to assemble the meal. And so for us, you know, if we prepare the fish for them, we think we can take away a lot of those challenges. And and that's what we do. You know, we, we are cooking fish every day. So we're really happy to do that. If you look at, you know, if you look at consumption of seafood, 75% of seafood in the country is consumed in, in food service, in restaurants. Sure. And yeah. Yeah. But only 25% of the meals are concerned, consumed in restaurants. And so you look at that imbalance and you think, well, why would that be? Well, you know, people don't want to prepare it at home. And so we think if we can give it to them prepared at home, we can uh, we can help them eat more seafood and we can grow the category. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. And, and I love the fact that, you know, you're, like you said, you cook it. It's already cooked. So your apartment's not going to smell. You know, you can. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, already, it's already there. You know, happy neighbors, happy life. Oh, yeah, I happy. know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my neighbors will appreciate it when I can bring home pre cooked fish. <laughs> I'm pretty confident. They'll be, they'll be glad. Funny, Yeah. Yeah. So the, the other thing we see of course is in innovation is we see plant-based, sea, plant-based seafood and plant-based is so huge right now. If you think about, you know, impossible and, and the burger business. And, uh, and we think there's an opportunity also with plant-based seafood and, you know, for people who are, Sensitive to sustainability, and they're thinking about fish welfare, which are two big considerations for consumers. Yeah. Uh, And they may even be concerned about like mercury poisoning if you were eating a larger predator fish, you know, like a swordfish. Sure. Uh, There's mercury risk. And and so, you know, people are interested in plant based broadly. And uh, we think there's an opportunity in plant based seafood. And so we're working in that space as well. And so we think we can bring a plant based line to, to the market.
0: I, yeah. I think that'd be a home run. Yeah. I think, you know, everyone's not everyone, but there's a big obvious, you know, pushed health conscious, you know, being more there's beyond meat. There's, there's just so many, um, you know, in, so much innovation going to a healthier diet. Right. And
1: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we think we can be part of that in seafood, and we think we can be part of that in plant-based as well. And you know, it's interesting. I've, I've eaten uh, uh, Beyond and Impossible burgers, and I think they're excellent. I think they eat really well. Um, and, you know, as a person working in the food industry for years, and I say this with you know respect and an admiration for what they've been able to do, um, I, I think that um, in addition to eating well, people will also be sensitive to the ingredient statement and to uh, the nutrition. And uh, eventually that'll become more important uh, again. And And we think we can we can meet them there consumers right there. So, you know, a plant-based line from Aquamar won't have the ingredient statement that, you know, makes, uh, makes consumers concerned, or, you know, it'll also, I think, have a nutrition statement that, uh, or nutritional performance that are going to make people feel good about what they're eating.
0: That's great. That's fantastic. No, I, I personally, I try to, you know, I don't go line by line through the, the ingredients but i i do pay attention and try to you know less carbs and um you know i love salmon and seafood i'm gonna definitely try some more surimi. all right <laughs> so uh yeah you know daryl as we as we look at the the close of the episode is there anything like a last like a closing words or like a, maybe ways to connect anything you want to leave our listeners to remember with
1: yeah. Th- thanks for that, Andy. And, you know, I was excited to come on because uh, I wanted to invite uh, the opportunity to collaborate with uh, with people who will uh, will hear this or see this, you know, in your podcast. And so, uh, you know, the journey continues. Like we feel like we've got an interesting uh, proposition going to market, but uh, boy, we'd love to collaborate. And if people could reach out to me, you can reach out to me at uh, at aquamar.net. Uh, or you can reach out to me on uh, LinkedIn. My LinkedIn is uh, daryl gormley uh, bba 11 b 27 And uh, I, I love the opportunity to collaborate. Uh, and I think we can uh, help people uh, connect with seafood and help them uh, make small steps in their diet to live a healthier life. And I'd love to, to be able to do that with others.
0: Daryl Gormley, appreciate your time with uh, with us today. And Aquamar, what's the best way? To, to try Aquamar.
1: Oh, love that. So uh, you can uh, find uh, locations on our website, uh, Aquamar, uh, or uh, you can go to retailers in your area. You know, if you uh, go to your Walmart or go to an Aldi, uh, uh, go to ShopRite, uh, you'll be able to connect with our product. The other way uh, that you can eat our product is we're really well represented in Asian restaurants. Uh, so anywhere you're going to eat sushi, Uh, in a restaurant, likely that you're going to have an opportunity to experience uh, Aquamar product.
0: Outstanding. Well, Daryl, thanks again for being on. And we look forward to trying some great Surimi.
1: That's fantastic, Andy. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Food & Beverage Leaders Podcast. I'm Andy Barr with Barr Transportation. Now, if you are a successful leader in the food and beverage space, believe in your company, and want to share your story, really look no further. All you have to do is go to bartrans, B-A-H-R-T-R-A-N-S dot com forward slash podcast, forward slash apply, to apply to be on the show. Lastly, if you enjoyed listening to our show, please consider sharing the link or a screenshot on your social media accounts. We want to help as many people as possible truly really believe education and discussion is where it all starts of course if you know someone that would be a great guest connect with us and we'll explore to see if it it's good fit. again thank you for listening to the food and beverage leaders podcast and as always we'll leave you with our favorite quote preparation plus opportunity equals success now go crush life and we'll see you again soon